Everybody that you meet, you can learn something from them. That it's not necessarily what you achieve in life that matters most, but it's who you become in the process of those achievements that really matters. We all need people who believe in us. They expand the boundaries we place on our own lives. What makes me most proud is how I played the game. Being real, authentic, and spontaneous, and loving the game, to me, is what it was all about. When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hello and welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton. And as we continue the discussion on The Last Dance, it's only fit that we catch up with a Chicago Bears great and pro football Hall of Famer, Black College Hall of Fame grad in the building, Mr. Richard Dent. How you doing, sir? Pretty good, my man. How about you there? I'm doing great. Before we jump in and talk about this conversation, because you know all of our sports fans, we dying for sports. So I don't know about you. Every Sunday at 9 o'clock, my eyes are peeled. Yeah, every, every, yeah, everybody's on my board. Look, I know all the laundry. Now, I don't know if you're going to get it today. Right. But, give it but go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's great. And, and, and as we continue that discussion, I'm like, man, it's only fitting that we sit down and talk to some of the great legends that played yeah. in Chicago. <laughs> And, and, and but before we dive in, man, I want to ask you, how are you and your family during this time of quarantine? Well, you know, it's tough, but you know, we're, we're uh, like everybody, everybody's at ground zero, you know? And uh, finding, you know, the last six weeks of sitting into the house and kind of, you know, it gives you an opportunity to work on some other things, you know, as well. But uh, it's been tough, everybody's, been okay you know I've had some other friends you know like Andre Tippett a good friend of mine who you know he lost his mother and his father with this so uh you know we're just praying and hoping that you know people stay safe and we get through this yes sir yes sir well as we start this discussion we got to go there before there was a flying <laughs> high MJ Oh, it was all it was all bears then. That's See, why that, I want to go. That's why I want yeah. you to set the table because before there was MJ, there was the Chicago Bears. You guys had the the Super Bowl shuffle dance going. Yeah, yeah. Y'all were y'all were the toast of the town. Well, you know, uh, in '83 I came in '84. Michael come through and. Uh, the young lady I was dating was a good friend of uh, his ex-wife at that time. And, and she kind of, we all kind of got together and had dinner once. And that's how, that's how we met. And uh, I watched Michael for a bit. Then he broke his foot, you know, then he was out. He came back and, uh, you know, uh, kind of just told him what, you know, Chicago is doing, how Chicago is, and, you know, to be the best Chicago is all about. You know, there's no basketball was going on at that time. I can remember, I think the floor seats was like $65 or something like that. And I'm like, hey, man, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, he said, hey, man, don't worry about it. Any tickets you need, just call me. I said, okay, well, fine. That's great. I said, you know, I'm going to support you. Hey, fine, but you ain't got to buy the ticket. Just call, you know, people always took care of me. But, you know, Mike is, you know, we, we, we became very, very close. Uh, fortunately, you know, uh, 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 a three billion dollar guy, you know what I'm saying? You know, I want you to be my godfather of my kids. So, yeah, he's he's godfather of all four of my kids. But uh, uh, Mike was a guy that 
uh, you know, it's nice to hear the stories, to see some of the things I knew was taking place as of some of the things you don't know, but you know, you know, you're a player, you understand what's going on in the locker room. Uh, you know, he was all about winning. He was all about being the best that he can be. And, uh, you know, Chicago, he's like, hey, look, you know, I just got here and, you know, we won eight games the year before. Next year we went to the championship game and lost. Next year we won the Super Bowl and, you know, it went on and went on. So it was about, hey, man, let's get on the train, dog. You, you got to get on this train. You got to get on the Chicago Bears train or city of Chicago train. You see how they're treating us. You see what they want, you know. And, you know, he, he came back and he went to work those last few games. And after that next year, them prices went up, man, $200, $300, $400 on the floor. I'm like, you know what? I'm glad I got a friend right now, right? <laughs> But, you know, he, uh, you know, it's just amazing that, you know, some of the stuff, when you look on the TV and you see, you know, how they was winning against the Lakers and this and that, and, and Michael was, you know, he was the driver of the team, but the team didn't know how to respond. Then the game got very tough and physical. And, you know, Mike was a finesse guy, so he wasn't, you know, a physical guy. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, man, you got to get in that weight room. Said, oh, man, I don't want to. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you were the one that encouraged him to start yeah, lifting so, weights. So, yeah, so he, see, 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 he didn't give me that part. So, you, Mike, you didn't give me my due there. Let me tell you. And so, so now, you know, he's, he's dealing with Detroit. Scotty dealing with migraines and this and that. We don't know if it's real or not, whatever it may be. But, you know, people saying other things. But the point of it is, Detroit was physical. I said, Mike, look, man, you got to get your home, oh, man. I ain't living no ways, man. I'm going to, you know, it, you know what it's going to do? It's going to hurt my shot. It's going to hurt my touch. I said, look, man, you ain't going to have no touch, okay? When you can't go up and people are hacking you to death, beating you up, you got to get strong to get through that process. And by this third, this third, fourth year, he decided to, okay, you know what? I'm going to get out of shot. Now, once he started lifting, everybody started lifting, you know? And not just for the Bulls, it started happening across the league. You know, it's like Tiger Woods when he started lifting, every other, what, golfer started lifting. So right. people took a page of that. And now, you know, you hack me, you hit me, he just goes up through a shot, makes the shot. You know, you see the difference. It ain't going to change your touch. It allows you to, to live. It allows you to do what you have to do best because with no strength, it's no finesse. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you look at him and you talked about when he came back from his injury, talk about the character of MJ because everybody sees the greatness and the will, but what did you see in this young player early on that you knew that this was greatness that was going to be here in the, in the, in the city of Chicago? Mike was all about winning. Mike was all about not losing nothing, anything. He don't want to lose nothing. Pooh, he can't swim. So, you know, that, that was out of the park. I can't believe he's on boats now, but back then you couldn't get him in the water. More or less get in a boat. But, uh, but, but here's the guy that was demanding to be the best that he can be in everything that he does in life, you know? And you can just see it reaping out. It's just when did 
every player or the players on the team buy in to what he was trying to do, you know? And, uh, you know, it was, it was fascinating to enjoy and watch it, you know, uh, because it was entertaining, you know, after football, you know, yeah, Michael Jordan, you know, it was, the city was rocking every, I mean, that slam dunk contest, I'm like, you know, Dominic is my boy in Atlanta, and here it is, Michael is my guy in Chicago, 88, when they had that slam dunk contest, it was something, I mean, I had never seen a dunk contest like that, you know, in that time, but they was both bringing it, you know, and it was nothing like Chicago during that time, and at that time, it was 70 below, and everybody was still out and kicking it. <laughs> talk about talk about that city, man. It's, it just seems like you guys were everybody was the toast of the town. It's like you couldn't go nowhere and at least just enjoy a meal without being bothered by fans or just whatever. Or yeah. your money wasn't good here at this steakhouse. We want you guys here. Well, that's that's Chicago. I mean, you can go to a bar mitzvah and make twenty grand or whatever. I mean, you know, after we won, it, you know, when football started in Chicago. I mean, when you look at it, you know, Papa Bear. When you look at the game itself, this is where the game originated from. And, you know, and, and it was, you know, it was so, it was so much peace to play for people who love the game and love the entertainment for folks to turn their television on to allow you to entertain them on Sundays. And, you know, it's, you couldn't buy anything. You could, and even today, Chicago is still give you love, you know, like, you know, it's, it's just amazing the city how the people appreciate the love for the work that's being done. You know, it, I'm sure it's in other cities too, but nothing like Chicago. Now, when you look at, when you look at when that Chicago Bulls team implemented the triangle, yes, we always saw MJ, but it seems like once they implemented that triangle offense, it seemed like now we got a chance to see Pippen. Now we got a chance to see Paxson and Kerr and, 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 right, and right, supporting right, right, right. Right. What about that. Well, right, I think once that part came in, but earlier it was all about get the ball to Michael, Michael right. score, Michael Mass, whatever, uh, which was great. I think the triangle allowed everyone to participate. Mm -hmm. And to me, in basketball, if you got two guys, you're great. If you got three guys, you're awesome. Uh, the Bulls had three guys that could score. And I, I think that, you know, Mike, wasn't selfish to it, but he was, you know, he was selfish about winning. He was selfish about being the best that he can be. Uh, but yet, you know, uh, uh, let's find the guy that's open that's going to get the shot. If you the guy, you better make that shot because he's coming to you, you know. And that's, you know, I played basketball with him there for a lot. We used to enjoy this thing all the time. I remember once we, me, him, and Tiger Woods, we went up and played golf. And uh, we came back to came back to his house, and we shoot basketball. And one of me, it's me, one of Mike's buddy against him and Tiger. And Tiger was dropping bombs. You know, it's, it was at Michael's house there. We like Tiger got a shot here, and the guy said, "Well, I can't hack." I said, "Man, you need to hack his ass. He's shooting. Hack that wrist. I don't want to hurt him." I said, "Hey, he's on the court." So now you have to think about. It. At this time. We outside playing <laughs> with no shoes on, right? Where everybody playing in socks, right? <laughs> and then after that, Michael go down later on that night and put 50 on somebody. So it, it, he's the most amazing guy that 
you know, if he get that much sleep, he goes this far, you know? Wow. I, I just can't understand a guy that can go out and play, you know, 18 or, or 24, two rounds or one round, then later on have a game that night and go out and put 40, 50 points on you. I know me, a night before, you know, game, my legs up, I'm trying to rest. This this guy, I just, I mean, he do things day of games and day before games. Like, wait, wait, wait. Like you, said, you say day of game. You said day of yeah. game. So he day of game, we go play golf, then he goes and get, then he goes and gets someone 50 points. I'm like, I, 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 look, I don't understand what this man is made of or what he's drinking or what he's eating, but I know if he eats, you have a nice steak, you give him two hours of nap, this guy runs like, you know, Energizer Bunny, you know? He just never stops. I just, I, what's the amazing part that I just can't, that when I look at an athlete, you know, and process him and look at him, he's one of the guys that I just don't know where he get his damn energy from because this guy, never freaking gets tired for whatever. I don't understand. I'm like, man, I do not want to be on my feet on game day. This guy want to go out and play 18 holes game day. Then come back and go, I'm like, man, don't be, don't be calling me on game day. You can call him. You may get 18 holes, nine holes with it. It's amazing. I, I've never seen a person that way before ever. Talk about Dennis Rodman. When he came to town, what was Dennis like? Because I look at Dennis, you know, in, in our world of football, he seemed like he would be a crazy tight end. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, he's got that tight end type of mentality, that wild, crazy special team kamikaze type of player. You see him running down, you know, trying to bust a wedge up. You know, what was he well, like? Well, you know, I mean, you know, Tiger's – I mean, not Tiger, but Michael is, is Superman, you know, and Scotty was Batman, and, <laughs> and Dennis – was Robin. Dennis could be as, you know, everybody else on the team as good as you could be or sweet or whatever. Dennis was all bad, meaning that he had, if the city had 80% of bad, they was all on Dennis' side, right? So Dennis was another guy that was amazing, you know, got in, this guy works out after he play a game, right? I don't understand, he, you know, he comes, he don't shower after the game, but he showers before the game, you know. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand. But the guy, you know, he found his peace, you know, not just with the Bulls, but in basketball. Do what you do best. Whatever you do best, someone's gonna see it, and someone needs it, and someone wants it. So you know, for him, it was perfect. You know, when Scotty got hurt, and you know, uh, and, and and Scotty came back. You got these, you know, you got players that have these issues. Oh, I thought I was the guy, I was the second guy. But I, so, you know, you got all that thing, you know, but that's that's something I didn't really get involved in, but I can see it take place. Mm -hmm. But yet, you could appreciate Dennis. Dennis had, you know, he's wild and crazy. He had the most beautiful girls running around and chasing him. You know, it, it, it was, he can be as bad as he wants, and no one else could come close, you know. Wow! So, but it, it was it was fun watching. Wow, that's amazing. That's a, and, and and the Zen master. He just has a way of just he kept it all together. What was it like seeing head coach Phil 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 Jackson in and around the city? 
Phil was cool. Phil was always cool. You know, you, Phil was just, you know, Phil was cool. And Phil, you know, he got him on the court, pushed him a little bit, come in, you know, do what needs to be done. But, you know, he was a great leader uh, and a great coach for them, you know. Uh, uh, what can you say? I mean, the guy, you know, he left here, went L.A., did the same thing. But uh, uh, Phil was very, very, you know, good for the team, without a doubt. Now, when, when, when Michael was struggling on with Detroit and you was giving him that advice and things of that nature and, and you know, your relationship as a build, when, he was, when, when they were losing, what was that conversation that you guys were having together? I know you would tell him, hey, man, you got to get, you know, but, like, what was, what was MJ like? Because, you, like you said, uh, he was MJ was talking about, hey, man, I need some help. He's looking for help. He, he, I can't do this all by myself. Right. You know, these, these guys are hacking and beating the crap out of him, you know. He take two steps before he get up in the air, people bumping him. That's, that's the right. thing. He hit him before he gets up, right? And right. if you hit him, knock him on the down, you know, it, it was – you know, that that was what, I mean, they was basically given a lot of contact and wasn't no one to pass the ball off to that wanted to score or that could score during that time. Yeah. So look, Mike, I mean, that, that you know, that finesse is great, but these yeah. boys, you're being physical, man. You yeah. know, you got to put, you got to put a body on a body. You know, yeah. in basketball, it's, it's touch, but yet, you got to be aggressive. I said, look, man, you got to get some weights, dog. And I don't want to say, hey, man, all right. <laughs> you'll, you'll find out sooner or later. Yeah. It took him a couple of years to figure it out. And you know what? He ended up starting eating that iron and started pumping that iron. And you know what? He started making things happen after that. How was he on the golf course? Same way. That's <laughs> the Same old guy. Same old guy, you know. Don't ask him how much you want to play for because what he want to do is bet you for whatever you're afraid of. You know, he's got all the money in the world, so he can throw away that kind. All these guys be chasing the bank. They're like, come on, man. The bank is going to take you out. You know? <laughs> One thing, he's a talented guy. He's a talented guy in golf. He's a talented guy all around. Like, uh, uh, you know, and uh, he's enjoyable. It's fun. But, uh, you know, I, I must say that the appreciation that I appreciate, you know, him, I didn't find out. Well, I didn't, I'm not going to say I didn't find out. You know, uh, as of getting you tickets and things, you appreciate so much, you know, that a guy know what you like, you know where you like to sit, and uh, come to his Hall of Fame. Mm. And uh, I walk in, and I know the place is old, small, tight chairs. I'm like, God, man, this is going to be tough. I don't know where I'm sitting at. And I go up to my chair, and I look. Oh, you know, something just registered through my heart and say, you know what? My buddy really takes care of me. He really appreciates me. He knows what I like, right? When you look and see that seat that you had, you're a corner seat on the aisle, sitting in a spot where you know you got long legs. You say, you know what? My buddy does look out for me. I really appreciate him. You know, that there meant so much. You know, you, you appreciate it over his whole career. You see it. But right. now we at the last dance where he's getting ready you know, to go into the Hall of Fame and you're sitting there and you, and you look and it's the same seat that you get <laughs> when you come into stadiums or wherever we were. If you got a good seat, you're going to get a good seat. Right? And so wow. that was like, you know what, man, I really appreciate you, man. That's I great. really appreciate you, man.
That's great. I know I know your kids got a collection of Jordans. I know they got every number, every number in their closet. Oh, yeah. You know, a few years ago, we went down to his house spring break, my two sons, and I put one of them in Adidas. One had uh, Amaral, one had, they, you know, they had all kind of different stuff on. I said, go upstairs and say hello to your Uncle Mike. <laughs> so he had Under Armour and Adidas. That unarmed Adidas, something else and something else. And, and I said, y'all go say hello to your Uncle Mike. Because we got in late that night, so we didn't see him till in the morning. I said, my boys, go, go, go say hello to Uncle Mike. And he got, hey, man, what y'all wearing? So next thing you know, you know, the next day, they got two boxes of all Jordan. I said, hey, there you go. <laughs> so from that point on, they all Jordan. <laughs> but, you know, you got to send a message. That's all. Wow. Wow. Well, Mr. Dent, man, we thank you yeah. so much. We appreciate your You're time during the mission, just sharing those intimate stories, you know, I mean, and that's what it's all about, man. I really, just to, just to get that perspective of what the city was like, because you guys were the fabric. You guys were clearly, you started it. The Chicago Bears started that winning tradition in the city of Chicago. Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and just to hear your perspective of that before Jordan, during Jordan, and, you know, because I know, I know the fan base is split down the middle with the baseball teams. But when it comes to the Blackhawks, the Bulls, and the Bears, everybody's together as one. Well, yeah, well, you know, Chicago, you know, we, we you know, Chicago is one of those teams that, well, one of those cities that when we want it, you know, we want it in a way that Chicago likes it. They want to, they want to be entertained, and they want to party, they want to drink, they want to bet, they want to do everything. They know that they're going to win. It ain't no possibility, see? And, and that's the key as a Super Bowl. We knew we was going to win. The city knew we was going to win. The city wanted to what? Enjoy themselves, enjoy that dance, right? And when the Bulls came along, it wasn't a possibility. They knew Jordan was going to get it done week in and week out. That's what Chicago loved, okay? Playing hard and this and that, but Chicago knows that they have the better team Oh, it's it, yeah, yeah. It's 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 all fun. Then. It's all enjoyable. That's what the city enjoys and appreciate. That they know they're gonna win the game, and they represent the team represent the city. Hard knocks, getting jobs done. There it is, Mr. Richard Dent, Pro Football Thank Hall you, of Famer, Chicago Bears legend. Thank you, sir, for joining us right here on the mission.